Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Light on the Trail podcast. On today's episode, top five running injuries. Yes, yes, thank you for being here. We're going to be talking about, I would say, the top five running injuries or very, very common running injuries. Um, These are all from my own personal experience or what I have heard from people or have learned, done my own research. Again, I'm not a a certified coach or PT or anything like that, Um, but I've been on my own personal journey, like I said, with, uh, with fitness and running. But so... Uh, what we will see the most common injuries occur from, this is going to be a repeating word or topic through the through the whole episode today, um, but is too much work in too little time. So people overworking their bodies, adding too much volume, adding too much, you know, strenuous, you know, distance or speed or even weights if you're in the, the gym doing your strength training. Um, which is a very common reason also that leads to injury is lack of strength training. Um, But this applies to all levels of fitness. Um, There's always a level of where we can keep doing too much. Uh, People that have been running for a long time, new people, pros, whatever. If you don't keep it kind of balanced and maintained across fit or across training, um, it's a very likely chance that this can happen. But with that, people that have been doing it for a long time and consistency, um, and are very experienced in it. They all the muscles and tendons and things and joints um, have now had all that time to grow stronger. Or they learn you learn your body, you know how how it works on certain days and how you you feel and you're really able to listen to your body. But what we're going to be hearing again, like I just kind of mentioned, um, the best ways to prevent these injuries is cross training, strength training and recovery with a little sprinkle of, you know, good diet, good nutrition, a little bit of supplements and mobility work or stretching, right? All that kind of put together will lead to a very strong, healthy body that is not impenetrable (laughs) to, to injury, but has a great chance of not having injury occur or at least likely amount. It's almost you know, like you just wait for it to, to happen. But of course, cross cross training and strength training can almost be very similar. All it really is, if you can do some some biking too, or hiking, or like a spin class, or yoga, and that goes with the mobility stuff too, or strength training mostly. Um, it's a definite leg sport. Um, also core in there a lot too, that can lead into with the the hip area, um, you know, buttocks and down the side. And we'll talk about the IT in a little bit into your knees. It's mostly joint problems all from the hip down. Um, you know, again, your glutes and hamstrings and all that kind of stuff. But of course, if you can add a different take on your plan, if you're only running or only jogging, it, it, you're, you're kind of narrowing your fitness to those particular muscles that are only doing that thing, especially if you're not changing the the terrain or elevation uh, very much. If you're running on the same two courses the whole time, then you're, you're limiting yourself to the growth that your muscles can be having if you threw in some really steep hills or some more technical terrain, a spot that has downhills. 
Um, and all that in increments, um, because like I said, if you just, if you throw in too much work, that's depending on, I say too much, meaning it would be too much for whatever muscles that will be the focus of that day or having the most, the biggest impact on that day. Um, so if you haven't really done downhills in a long time and you decide to do a long run, it's mostly downhill or a new course or whatever may have you, you know, just keep all that in mind. It's a hard balance, but they, they can all impact each other. So it, you have to kind of keep it in mind, but we'll get into the first one, not really any particular order, um, but runner's knee. Essentially, this is a pain in the knee, in or around the knee, feels like it's almost under the knee. It's very common because a lot of these injuries or pains that we feel is all joint related or tendon related. That makes sense, right? <laughs> While we're running, uh, it's taking a lot of impact. But with a runner's knee, um, this can occur because of a lack of strength or flexibility. It's not used, again, to this much impact or work. Um, even the shoes, really, um, changing your shoes can do a lot. Uh, if it's not giving proper support or it's making your foot land a weird way you're not used to, that can lead to it. That's going to be a common, again, common thing through these. Um, they can all lead the same to the same injury or all of these, but we'll cover them. So um, if you're over striding, right, you're kind of, your, your leg is going out a little too far, in quotes, uh, further out in front of you than it should be. You're, you're impacting your knee way more than needed um, because that force is, is lining you know straight back towards your through, through your ankle into your knee into your hip. So this goes back into your biomechanics into running. How can you prevent runner's knee? Think about how your foot's landing. Consider your shoes. If this hasn't been a problem, you've gotten new shoes. That could be the problem. Um, are you? Is there a way you could land lighter or right with your? your center of mass under your landing points, right? If you, you think about picking your heels up and your toes up when you're coming down and kind of landing at a, a better spot, a better way I've kind of talked about before, if you could have yourself recorded and watch how you land or someone can help you with that, it's a good way. But runner's knee is a very common one. If you're having pain around your knee area, it's it could just be due to also, you know, the amount, again, the volume that you're doing. If you're really been training, you're getting into it, especially if you are new and you're into your like fifth month or something and you're adding a little more mileage and more mileage, it's it's very possible. It's bound to happen. It happened, you know, to me with uh, one of these other conditions that, that comes up, but it's kind of the nature of the beast, but there's ways we can do to prevent it and supplements and, and whatever other stuff just to help in all around a healthy, <laughs> a healthy well-being. Uh, moving along. So... Very common you will hear is your your IT or ilotibial band. Um, this syndrome is a like a burning hip or knee pain, like a tightness almost. I kind of had a little bit before um, beginning of this year, but the band runs along from the outside of your hip down your your thigh or along like with your muscles there, um, and then to the outside of um, or to the top, kind of around your knee bone. So outside, top of your hip, down around to your knee. Uh, it stabilizes the knee. It's a very important band that, that runs there. Uh, helps a lot with, with your balance and everything, stabilization and strength. Same thing, kind of, it helps with your hips as well. Uh, mine was more in my hip pain, not in my knee. When I had an IT 
situation going on. Um, but it can get overworked and inflamed. It will largen and it starts to rub on rub on the bone. And your tendons are are tough and they, they don't really stretch like your muscles necessarily do. Um, but they do they will become better or you know, in quotes again, grow. Um, but they're just there, it's a whole different animal than muscles. Um, so it starts rubbing your knee or bone uh, over and over again. It's going to get inflamed. It's going to hurt. And they take longer to heal. How would you help this? Well, recovery and ice with all these things. Anything related really to the muscles and things. Ice just helps the swelling. Um, blood circulation. That's why a recovery walk or something is so important. It gets the blood flowing. Oxygen in the blood goes there through the muscles and helps heal. And let your body's, body does what it's made to do, right? It's this amazing created machine. Um, but the IT band can really suck and really sideline some people. The best thing you can do to avoid it is all around fitness and stretching. Uh, strength, and if you're doing some lunges or like pistol squats, things like that. I like ice skaters. It helps for my hip flexors too, but it's kind of a side-to-side -side motion too. Look into that exercise if you like it, um, or you may like it, I'd say, but... And just, just monitor it and be careful. But that's a very common one. If you've heard of IT or I, ITB, IT band, um, that's what it stands for. Illateral, um, elotibial, sorry, band. It's that tendon down from your hip to your knee. Uh, coming in third, just out of here, shin splints. Another very common one. It's a pain in the front or, or facing front facing portion of your lower leg or along your shin. Um as you start doing things, it gets worse and worse. It can hurt. Um, this is where I've heard many times it can be brought on by changing different shoes. The angle of your foot, if you you can look at your leg or look at your calf. If you do calf raises, right, you go up on the front of your toe, you can see your calf muscle shorten and it gets tight or like a ball. Like you're, you're obviously, you're like flexing it essentially. That's how your muscles work. It's how your bicep works. You bend your arm or your leg one way that muscle grows. And then when you push it the other way, the tendons pull the muscles the other way and it makes one long and one short. So the, with, with shin splints, if you go up on your heel and, uh, I guess lean back on your heel if you're sitting and you push your toes up, it does the opposite. It, it makes, you can see the muscles that would be in the front of your shin get tighter and then your calf muscle will get lengthened and stretched out and become long. But those two muscles are very important in running uh, more so in, um, just anything over time, but, uh, or a longer distance, but also with more technical terrain elevation, cause your foot is moving up and down and these weird angles and back and forth and back and forth and up and down and nonstop. So it's really, really putting a lot of work on those muscles. And that's what it is. You'll, you'll start having pain. Um, which in a way means, means it's growing. Um, that's how the muscles grow, but it'll become inflamed which is just being irritated. It's mad that it's having to work so hard because it's never worked this hard before, or it's had to all of a sudden work harder than it's had to before. Again, if we were increasing our mileage or doing things too, too much with too little bit of time. So again, of course, mix in the cross training and stretching and mobility and all that good stuff. It just helps lessen the, the activity. If you can walk around more than you are, it's a simple way to do it. Um, it, it, depending on your job, it's, it can be, can be difficult. Um, but again, with shoes, if it's putting a, 
a different angle by whatever means if the stack height or drop is not used to what your foot is used to and you start putting in the mileage the same mileage mileage that you were doing it that's a lot of miles at a new angle for your foot so you're 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 shortening one of the muscles in your in your shin or your calf there and lengthening the other one if it's not used to it boom then you'll have shin splints and pains and this can impact and lead to everything else we've mentioned here um so there's three so far we got runner's knee very common the it band very common and shin splints very common that you've heard of before um a good word to to help encourage that, that I have found, um, and just staying busy and doing things and, and kind of just to be optimistic is from a book, Ecclesiastes, well, a book in the Bible, Ecclesiastes I'm going to read from. It's a very interesting book. It's one of my favorites. Um, I've explained it recently to some people or have had this thought of like, if a guy was hiking on his own little personal journey for like 200 miles or whatever all year and like the Rocky mountains and he comes out of the woods at you, he's like, listen to this, everything's important, but it's not. But it really, it, it's important that you try these things, but it's not because it only matters if you're following God and all this. But he, it's a, it's an interesting uh, book, but I want to read from real quick, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Um, this is like verse six through eight. Uh, it says, sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle, all right? Stay busy. Keep aware of what you're doing for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equal equally well. Um, light is sweet, and it, it, it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. The whole, the whole book is pretty much like that. And you'll, it'll see everything is like chasing the wind and it's meaningless. But it's really good to do these things and do that. And you know what you're supposed to do and, and not what you're supposed to do. But just in that, those short uh, little script here in the verses six through eight. Um, yeah. So you're seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle. Just stay busy, but be optimistic and, and positive about what you're doing. There, There's times if you're getting caught on your phone and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and busy and whatever, you know, what could you be doing? If you're at a desk or wherever you are, could you be doing calf raises? Could you be stretching, just lean down and try to touch your toes? You probably could. Now that, that can add up quickly and you, you feel like you don't have any seconds left in the day if you're too busy and, and you know, become distressed. But... Man, just go go through through Ecclesiastes if you just want to read something interesting anyway, um, but finish it because it ends with the conclusion is more optimistic. If you just read the first half of it, you're going to think that it's the most depressing story <laughs> ever. But many words of strength and encouragement through the Bible, but Ecclesiastes is a neat one to look into. So don't be idle. Moving on to number four, I have down plantar fasciitis, which is generally just foot pain. Another very common one that you will hear about for the longest time, I always thought it was like like a little growth or like a wart, like a plantar wart. It is not. Uh, plantar fascia, fasciitis, is just that the bottom of your foot tissue, essentially. Uh, usually the pain occurs around the arch of your foot and towards the heel because it's very irritated and sore because guess what? When you're running, you're smacking your feet on the ground over and over and over and if you do that more than it's used to and it hasn't had time to properly recover because you haven't been able to recover and your volume is increased, it will start to hurt. Again, I know I just said that, but that is the main, uh, very common reason. Um, typically, the pain can set in after activities when the muscle starts to cool down 
or, or, you know, not become stretched. So it's, it's shortening. Or if you wake up in the morning, your muscles are cold, your feet could be really sore. And some people may not even notice it may not get that extreme. It's just like, well, yeah, my feet hurt a little bit because I, I ran 10 or 20 miles yesterday. It, it's again, it's part of, it's part of the journey. Uh, I had something similar. Uh, if you're having a pain towards the front of your foot, um, kind of just behind your toes where your toes connect to your foot there, um, kind of like the ball of your, the front ball of your toe, but all those connecting joints there to your, your metatarsals. Um, there's a little, I don't even know if I'd call it a symptom, I guess, or a, I don't know. There, it's, it's called metatarsalgia, metatarsalgia. Um, it kind of feels like your toe is like collapsed at that point. It's just sore. It's that it's a pain in the joint, um, from overwork and running. It's a common foot pain, but if it's at the front of your foot, it's probably that. If it's towards the back of your foot in the arch, um, it's more than likely plantar fasciitis, and it is what it is. How can you avoid this? Guess what? Cross training. <laughs> your, their foot is a little different. There's not there. There's muscles in there, but it's not like your your glutes or your calves or anything. But you can stretch your feet out and your toes. You can walk on your heels, walk on your toes, um, do some cross leg kind of stretch things. The more you involve kind of maybe different other technical terrain, it kind of gives those chance in proper portions or dosage, right? Not too much at once. Um, it can all help these things grow and just be listening to your body the whole time. We've, you've heard this over and over, but they all lead to the same thing. Depending on your genetics and how your body is at that point, it's just a matter of time before which one of these points will, will fail or will bring in a problem. And lastly, a stress fracture, which is a very particular but also a very common thing it can be anywhere in the body it's just a small like very small crack in the bone and it can cause pain now your bones will heal they the calcium will will help them grow if someone cracks an arm right your bone grows back to say even stronger they say arm wrestlers that break their arm they come back even stronger because they have more bone there and they just feel more solid so don't freak out um it's it's a very common thing. It's almost supposed to happen. That's how your body reacts to it. You don't want cracks, not big ones, definitely. But it it like tears in your muscle. The muscle, that's how they grow. It heals. It's a little bigger. Oh, you tear it again, it grows a little bigger. So that you're you're kind of introducing more opportunities for calcium to grow in your bones if you are watching your diet and healthy and, and if you need calcium. If you're calcium deficient, it's more common and it could lead Definitely two breaks, not just a stress fracture, a small crack. It could be, you could have more chance to actual, you know, lead to breaking. So be aware of that. But calcium is very important for, for anyone. But all a stress fracture is, it's these little cracks. <laughs> and it's typically affects runners in from, from the hips down for runners, usually in the, the shins or your feet. And it can occur really anywhere, but in for runners, that's the main spot you have to, to worry about. So just be cautious of that. If you just have, it could be just sore or you've got like a deep kind of aching pain. It could be a number of these things. There's so many things since our, our, our legs are just this, other than the thighs, you can kind of tell your IT bands on one side, but they're, it's all muscle soreness. It's all joint soreness. It's all these tendons. It's something getting unbalanced and inflamed. It's, they're all very similar, but look into them. I hope this is, has helped a little bit to, help divide up these things because again all of them the way to avoid all of them is all the same thing what can you do to avoid these things and not get sidelined and have a wrench thrown into your whole plans for your big a race that's coming up control what you can control 
okay? Amongst everything in your life, not just running, right? Control what you can control can really help you have a second to breathe, maybe, and inline your thoughts up and everything, right? So try as much as you can to add in a little strength training. I should do more. I do it maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, like every other week, if I can if I think about it or remember it. Um, but I do push-ups too, like all around. The, the the body has you know a way of balancing itself. And when one one muscle gets work, the surrounding muscles kind of work like a domino effect. So you do a full round, you can do like a hit exercise or a light kind of crossfit exercise kind of workout, but whatever. Yes, focus on your legs and your feet and everything for, for runners and your core. That's great for balance and that your core is your core of your body. It helps with so much and twisting and moving. Stay mobile. Do some bear crawls. Get on the ground. I sit on the ground. I sit on my butt when I put my shoes on. I sit on the ground uh, just to get on the ground so I have to make myself get up. Um, if you can do any barefoot stuff, that does really help a lot. Again, not, not tearing them up down the road. Don't go on a 5K on the street. But in your yard, if you can, or even at home, some people's feet never touch the earth. If you have to think about that, when's the last time your foot has touched dirt? I suggest you you let your feet, let your body touch the earth more than more than it has been. Uh, when I get home, I don't I don't put on house slippers. I barely put on flip flops. But I just go barefoot and walk around. That can help so much. And it's just a little little steps, right? Don't be idle. Well, right now I'm walking. I guess I could take my, my feet. Well, it hurts my feet if I don't wear shoes. That's because you don't let your feet not wear shoes. It could be amongst other things. Anyway, <laughs> so a quick little tangent there at the end. But runner's knee, IT band or ilotibial band, shin splints, plantar fasciitis, or stress fractures all can be avoided by trying to incorporate some sort of cross-training, strength training workout mixed in with simple stretches, light stretching, and mobility work. So like bear crawls. Think about all the joints in your body. Um, it, it, it can... It can be overwhelming, but just listen to your body. Get out there and do stuff and stay moving. Do what you can. Don't get too overwhelmed. But the light is sweet and there's pleasure in the eyes to see the sun. So however many years someone may live, may they enjoy it all. Again, that's just from Ecclesiastes. But thank you all so much for listening along here. This is the Loud Control Podcast. God bless. May the dirt be forever under your feet. <laughs>